Welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm Rosa Coelho, your host, lifestyle entrepreneur, health coach, and speaker. I'm thrilled to have you join me as we delve into conversations around optimizing our health, pushing past our fears, pursuing our dreams, and inspiring each other to live a life by design, not by chance. I believe magic happens over coffee and sharing experiences. I've made plans to change careers, move to a new country, organized exciting adventures, and even formed some of my most incredible relationships over coffee. So grab your favorite cuppa, sit back, and enjoy our beautiful chats along with our special guests. You never know when you may hear something that changes everything. Hello, beautiful friends. Here we are, another fabulous Tuesday, and I have an incredible b- person for you on this week's episode, and that is Shanna Chow. Shanna is a dating and relationship coach with incredible experience. She's a certified life coach, and I just absolutely thought that this was a great time to have her on because whether we are extreme experiencing maybe tension within our relationship or really craving a relationship because the loneliness is really heightened. Whatever it is, I think people are really, everything's been heightened during these times. And so I thought how wonderful to have Shanna on. I know listening to a lot of her content, it's helped me even with relationships with my girlfriends. It's incredible the value that she puts out there. And so I'm excited for you to listen to this episode. We also delve into her business side of things and where she got the bravery to go for it from leaving a corporate job to going out and following her passion and helping people with dating and relationships. And she's incredible on video as well. And so we talk about that and she shares some tips. If you're looking to get your business online and video makes you a little bit nervous, I know it made me nervous when I first started. And so Shana really answers some of these or gives us some really great feedback on this. And I think out of all my guests, she's answered that last question. You know, the one I ask about what what is a moment that really shifted everything for you or, some, or something that you heard that really shifted everything for you. And I just love her response. It was a really beautiful response to that question. So listen in, friends, for another fabulous week. Enjoy this episode. Hi, Shanna. Welcome to Coffee Talk. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be on your show. Me too. I love it because I was um, looking at your website. I mean, I started following your videos and kind of obsessing over your content anyway. <laughs> it was like one, one line that I loved and I thought, oh, no wonder we're like a match made in, in Zoom heaven for <laughs> podcasting. And it said, lover of fitness, food, fashion, flights, but first always coffee. <laughs> and I was like, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes, always coffee. I'm a big coffee drinker. If I don't start my day off with a nice big cup of coffee, I'm not 100% myself. So yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm pretty obsessed as well, which is hence the the title of this podcast. (laughs) So Shana, share with us, you're a dating and relationship coach. I'm so excited. You're the first dating relationship coach that we've had on the podcast. I mean, I think that that's such an important thing at all always, but especially now that we're kind of living in close quarters and people are feeling either maybe more lonely or they're trying to figure out things with their relationship because it's really heightened. But tell us, let's start off first, like what is a dating and relationship coach and what made you want to become one? Okay. Um, So it might be a bit of a long-winded story, but I'll try to make it as short as I can. (laughs) 
coffee shop. He was like, as long as we want it to be. <laughs> All right. So a dating relationship coach, essentially what I do is I work with clients that need coaching throughout their dating journeys or in relationships and uh, facing conflicts. So with dating, I like to give the analogy maybe of somebody who came, you know, out of an eight year relationship and they haven't been single for, you know, eight years and they're confused about online dating and how to date. So I really coach people through the process, mm-hmm. um, you know, to get familiar with, you know, texting etiquette and, and social norms and so forth. Uh, with clients and relationships, a lot of people, clients I deal with are clients that are facing conflicts in their relationships. Mm-hmm. So holding uh, my clients accountable to action these conflicts, to get resolution and to really just find out their own answers within themselves to make their romantic lives as, you know, beautiful as possible. Yeah. Love that. Beautiful. I feel mm-hmm. like I wish I had met you years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I am in a, in a happy relationship, but I think that what I've loved from watching your videos is that I learned so much, like whether it's a, a romantic relationship or a relationship, even with friendships with girlfriends, like the advice you mm-hmm. give is so powerful. Thank so you. I really appreciate what, the, all the content you put out there. So I love this description of what you do. It says the official ninja ninja kicker of eliminating toxic dating and relationship patterns. <laughs> Can you share with us like some typical patterns? Um, I originally said that women fall into, but I know you also work with men too. So mm-hmm. do you want to just touch on some maybe typical patterns for each one, or maybe they're kind of apply to both? For sure. So with uh, toxic relationship patterns, number one problem uh, pattern that a lot of clients do do is self-sabotage. So it's about going back, reverting back to behaviors that haven't served them in the past. So a lot of these manifest from feelings of insecurity, um, you know, not dealing with you know, possibly trauma or relationships in the past that haven't served them. So one of the main ones could be like, you know, drinking on dates or drinking too heavily or being intimate too quickly or um, not communicating, you know, what they want and their intentions, having really strong deal breakers and boundaries when dating or in relationships. Um, So self-sabotaging and behaviors like that. Another one is people that I find more so maybe with women more than men, a lot of my women clients is getting really laser focused on one man when dating. And this can also play into relationships as well, getting too laser focused on your partner. So in dating, if you're too laser focused on one guy, it can almost kind of scare him away a bit Mm. because you're, you know, you're really wanting something to happen and you're putting all of your hope and your, and your wants into, into one person. And maybe there's no, you know, commitment or monogamy. So that's one there. Another thing is in a relationship, sometimes women can tend to, or men as well, but you place a relationship so high. And I don't mean like not to make your relationship be important because relationships obviously should be very important, but almost in the, in the sense that you don't have your own external, you know, hobbies or wants or desires or goals. And it's all about your partner. And that can be very, um, very unhealthy in a relationship as well, or obviously in dating. And another behavior, um, that's toxic is falling in love with the idea of somebody. So a lot of times in dating, you can, I find that with women, men too. So it's not all just women, but I find a lot of my female clients, it's the idea of somebody. So, you know, you maybe you look up his Facebook and his Instagram, his LinkedIn, and you find his job profile and you think that he's going to be this amazing person. And, and you, you're hung up on this idea you place in your head or in relationships, you have your idea of your partner and you're like, okay, well, 
he can be this, or he's going to be this, or, you know, he can change where mm -hmm. you're having this idea, but his actions aren't following through with what your, that idea actually is. Right. So, so those are some of the behaviors that I like to ninja kick. <laughs> yeah. I love those. I mean, I think I remember very specifically when I was getting married and I was like, if I had put everything down on paper, my, my husband probably wouldn't have fit like that ideal, like, and when I say ideal, I mean, just like the kind of like the romantic idea that we grow up with, like he fits all like yeah. really important things and the values mm -hmm. and the stuff that really matters. But like, I think that changes over time. It does for sure. And like a strong re relationship is being prepared for those changes, right? Navigating, mm -hmm. navigating life together. I mean, I always like to think of a healthy relationship. I have it on my website and, and one of my pages, but an unhealthy relationship is like a roller coaster, right? No, right. no one's in charge you're just both on the roller coaster together and you're just on for the ride. And it can have really, really high highs and really, really low lows. And it's exciting. It's exhilarating. But at the end of the day, you can't be on a roller coaster long-term. You're going to get sick. You're going to want to get off of it. A healthy relationship. I like to use the analogy of either a sailboat to people using the sailboat together and navigating, you know, the waters and what comes at them or like a tandem bike two people pedaling together, Love you know, that. going around a curve and, or, or, you know, wet concrete or whatever it is, but you, yeah. you, you figure it out. Right. Yeah. Beautiful. I can definitely relate to both of those. <laughs> um, you talked about deal breakers, boundaries. What are some kind of typical deal breakers that you think are really important to have? Uh, deal breakers in terms of your lifestyle and your goals. So for example, a deal breaker in terms of somebody's occupation, you know, maybe, you don't want to date somebody who's an actor, for example. You don't want to date somebody who has a career where they're traveling a lot. Uh, deal breakers in terms of lifestyle, in terms of what you value, in terms of you know what you value. Maybe some, maybe you lead a very very healthy lifestyle, and the person you know the person doesn't. That's something that could you know be come up later on, right? Um, also, future goals like deal breakers. If somebody doesn't want to have children. That's a big one. Another deal breaker, it's really hard to find out unless you're in it, but like two of the biggest, um, I would say reasons a lot of couples break up is either one, um, cheating and, and, and that, and the second one would be finances, right? Having different views on money and finances can be another one. So it's about kind of knowing your deal breakers, but the funny thing is you don't really know, mm -hmm. uh, like if the person is a deal breaker until you're kind of into it. Right. right. So but as much as you can prepare for it and be really clear on that going into dating, you're going to be set up for more success, right? Yeah, that's incredible advice. And I know just from like a health coaching perspective and, and, and like personal trainer is that I remember training people who their partner, the kid they were trying so hard to get fit and healthy and strong and they were really focused, but then they'd go home and their partner was complete opposite or even maybe sabotaging it in some way. And um, yeah, that can be really challenging. For so, sure. I, I mean, you work out all day and then you come home and there's like a bunch of like Cheetos and burgers and stuff. And you're like, oh, okay, right. I could, I could see that being very challenging. <laughs> and I can see how like for some people, maybe that's not a deal breaker because they're strong enough and they're mm -hmm. not a big, you know, they can have a partner that's unhealthy and that's fine. But I just like that as an example, because maybe for someone that is a really important deal breaker. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks for sharing that now. Okay. So a relationship coach is not a matchmaker. <laughs> Maybe you are, but <laughs> typically not a matchmaker. But why would someone looking for a relationship, but not in one yet, why would they seek out a relationship coach? 
So a matchmaker is essentially somebody matching you up with somebody else, right? I like to think of the analogy of like a sports player. So if you're a sports player trying to get drafted by a team, a matchmaker is kind of like an agent. So they hook you up with the sports team and they're like, okay, you're going to be a great fit for this team. Let's see how they do, you know, they're going to pay this amount of money, whatever. Right. Whereas each sports team has a coach and that coach coaches you through winning the championship or whatever. Right. So somebody would seek out a relationship coach because they want to, you know, be dating to their best potential. They want some guidance, some help. Maybe they found somebody really amazing and they, and they're kind of rusty and they don't really know how to navigate through it, or they have had past relationship relationships that haven't worked out well and they want some guidance so they don't make those same mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with a relationship. If you're going through um, a rough patch to get through that rough patch, to get clarity, to be accountable for your actions, to actually make moves and make your relationship either mm-hmm. more beneficial with your partner or make the decision to lead the relationship. Right. Powerful. And I think that's really important because a lot of people, maybe you're also like in between relationships and Mm -hmm. don't want to make, you know, you want to kind of discover those patterns that you had that maybe made the last one not so successful or. For sure. Yeah. It's about, you know, I think we all learn something from every failed relationship, Mm -hmm. right? We all learn something and we learn, you know, we learn, we can learn to be independent and we we can learn to get over it, but if we don't apply what we learn into a new relationship, we can be in the same circle of toxicity, right? You're just with a new, new person. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why, again, like I like your, your I love all your content because sometimes I do apply it to even looking back at past relationships, whether it's romantic or like I said, even friendship relationships. And I think, mm-hmm. oh, like that was definitely a pattern. And I can see myself going into that same pattern again. And, and, mm-hmm. um, you kind of like just make that so clear. Like, I don't know if I would have recognized it as a pattern if I hadn't seen your content. So it's so powerful. Um, I love that you speak to women both in relationships and looking for a relationship. But when it comes to women in a relationship, maybe, and that are maybe going through a rough patch, what would you say is a a common pattern that they fall into? So they're in a relationship already. So I would say one of the common patterns is procrastination mm. and fear of change. So I have, I have women that come to me in relationships and, you know, they're very, you know, upset or they want change, but they don't have anybody to be accountable to. So they kind of fall in this stagnant or this, you know, complacent pattern of just accepting it. Right. I like to always say to my clients that if you have a rough patch if you don't deal with the rough patch, it's going to turn into a hole in your relationship. And when you have a hole in your relationship, holes are much harder to deal with than rough patches, right? Sometimes you can't even get out of holes and it's too late. So it's about being really being accountable to what's going on in the relationship and making sure that they're actioning it, right? Because if you, it's what you don't nip in the butt right away that usually manifests into those holes. Right. So that's probably one of the biggest things. And also the, the fear. So a lot of, you know, a lot of people in our society, there's this fear that, you know, being single is really bad. Right. Or like, oh, I don't want to be single or, you know, or if you're a woman, you know, over the age of XX, whatever, that it's terrible to be single. Like, oh my God, you're single. You don't have children. You don't have family. Like we have these like labels we place on people. And so I feel like a lot of my female clients know they're, they're fed up or, or they're upset and they want change, but they won't apply that to their lives because they have that fear. Right. Right. So it's about, would you rather be unhappy in a relationship with somebody or happy single? Right. 
And why are you so scared to be single? What, what, what's on the other side? What's on the other side of that? Mm, So it's really a matter of like really going within and being happy with yourself. Mm, Exactly. Yes. Um, and also would you say like a rough patch doesn't mean breakup? I think sometimes I, I know early days, like, you know, when you get into arguments and things, they can feel so intense in the moment. And then you realize when you actually work through it, you're in such a, a better place for having worked through it, but it can feel really scary at the time. For sure. It can make you, I feel like rough patches that can get resolved, make mm-hmm. the relationship stronger, right? Mm-hmm. Cause you go through together and you realize you communicate better and you realize somebody's wants and needs and, and what you weren't serving them and they weren't serving you. And if you can work through it, you can work through it. And that's awesome. Um, so I definitely, any type of, you know, conflict and relationships, when you resolve them and you work through them, it makes it stronger. Right. Absolutely. And so people don't have to be afraid that like, just cause they're in a rough patch that it means the mm-hmm. end. <laughs> exactly. Like, and also like, maybe it is like, we've got to be open to both sides of it, I guess. Both sides about weighing out the options, seeing your level of happiness, where you're at in your relationship, you know, where you see yourself in five years, is this the person you want to be with long-term? Are they serving you? Do you have the same values? Do you have the same wants, the same needs, the same goals? So it's getting into all of that with, with it. Right. I feel like sometimes as women, when we have like conflicts and relationships, we'll be like, Oh, it's, it's over. <laughs> like, right. Can't deal with this. Right. <laughs> we're emotional. We're emotional <laughs> beings. Right. <laughs> but it's, it's about, you know, kind of taking that back and being like, okay, let's actually lay this out and see what we're working with and, and, and what we really want. Right. And I love to get through this. Totally. I love that you're saying we're emotional beings. Cause I was speaking with a friend yesterday who said, you know, yesterday she was quite emotional during, you know, during this pandemic, it's it mm-hmm. really intense. I've been calling it the COVID coaster. It's <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, how's your husband? And she's like, he's just, he's good all the time. Like he just doesn't really show too much. And I was mm-hmm. like, and then she said that she feels so emotional. And I'm like, yeah, but you're only human. Like we are emotional. I said, my husband's the same, but I need range. <laughs> like I need a range of emotion. <laughs> I think that's okay. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've been like saying, oh, I can apply this to other relationships and girlfriends as well. And that kind of thing. Why do you think like it blends in so well, your advice? Because like, I, I, really believe that everyone can benefit from coming to you regardless if they're having problems in their relationship or not or seeking someone or not why do you think it blends into all relationships i think it blends into all relationships because like a romantic relationship like a regular relationship with your family or with your friends or a friendship a business relationship you need to have the fundamental values of a strong relationship and a romantic relationship basically is that just blown up in and very close proximity and microscopic right yeah. so having you know strong communication trust uh, being accountable not feeling taken for granted those are all feelings you need in any type of relationship you know business friends friendship you're not gonna have a friend that you can't trust That's you're not gonna have a friend that you can't communicate with or you know it, it's you feel taken for granted from right it's just in a romantic relationship those are so much more microscopic because you're with the person all the time and you're building a life with that person. But of course, any relationship, those values need to be applied to to any situation or any valuable relationship. Right. And I agree. I mean, I know for myself, I don't know if I ever, until recently in the last few years, I never really sat down and thought what, what are values? What are my values? What am I like what am I looking for in another person? Like it's such a powerful process to go through, but also mm-hmm. 
I think it's a hard process to go through on our own. Like I believe having a coach is so incredible because they can really kind of pull out more than what you're even kind of looking at the surface with. Would you say like you're a, like, that's what you do is you really go deeper with Mm -hmm. people. Get people to really get to their own conclusions by asking really probing questions and getting them to really think outside of their own box that they put in their head. Right. So getting to those answers on themselves and just getting them to really think about values, deal breakers, boundaries. Those are all so important in any type of relationship, let alone romantic relationships. That's right. And so different just than asking your friend for advice. <laughs> why, yeah. why that's not the best? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, girlfriends can give great advice. Friends can give amazing advice, but at the same time, they're biased to you, right? They're right. going to want the best for you. If you have a coach that's outside of the situation, they're going to give you views of, of multiple different views and angles of, of what you're talking about. Yes. Or maybe they put their own fears on you as well. Exactly. That's so true. But that's mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. It's, it's hard not to give advice as a girlfriend, but you, you know, like I've often like caught myself thinking, am I going to influence their decision? Because I don't want to actually influence it one way or the other, because it's really important mm-hmm. that people make the decisions for themselves. And I think that's the difference between going to a friend and going to a coach who's really like, just knows exactly what they're doing and has the experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so true. I mean, like I've been guilty of it for, as a friend to friend advice, <laughs> you give your, your, your own, you know, your own viewpoints, whatever, but when you're a coach, you step, it's almost like you step out of that. You step yeah. out of, you know, your history and all that. And you just listen as a non-biased and just give what you, you know, what you're yeah. hearing. Powerful. So what does it look like for someone who would like to work with you as a relationship and dating coach? Like how, not just how, like, l- let us know how they can get a hold of you, but do you work mostly online? What does it look like? Like those first sessions, are they like how many sessions, how intense does it get for someone like that kind of thing? For sure. So I have, um, I'm an online coach. So I work with clients one-on-one through online coaching. Uh, I have different packages. So for dating or relationship conflict, I just have packages, a four week package, eight week package, or 12 week package, depending on where you're at and what you're facing. Um, so that's what I have in terms of working one-on-one with clients. It includes depending on the package, but every package includes a one-on-one weekly call, a coaching call per week along with materials. Um, and depending on the package, they get more, there's more, they're more complex, the higher that the longer that they are. Uh, I also have a program that was launched about a month ago. It's called do you boo. And that's a program specifically for, uh, for females that are dating, but have experienced dating burnout. So you've been dating, you're overwhelmed, you just want to give up. It's about basically like a reboot to get you back into the dating world, but in a place where you are empowered and confident to do so. So it's not a program which you're, I'm helping you date. I'm not coaching you while you're dating. I'm coaching you while you're not dating. Right. To get you completely a clean slate, to get you regrouped to redate and re-enter the dating world. So that's my other program. Yeah. I love that. And would you say like it's for women of all ages or like women that have been married or not married, or does any of that matter? Like what? No, it doesn't matter. Women of all ages, uh, women, I do work with men as well, but prominently women, uh, women of all ages that just want to have some clarity in their relationships or women that want to have that clarity while dating and want to feel empowered, um, in the process. Beautiful. Okay. So we're going to kind of pivot a little bit because 
One thing I loved is I saw you kind of, well, I saw you launching this business, which I was just like, wow, like right away you were just like, you're so amazing on video. I would hire mm -hmm. you in a second. <laughs> and I just thought like in terms of business, because on this podcast, we love talking about, you know, optimizing our lives on, on every level. And so when it comes to creating like this online business, have you always worked for yourself? Like it was this something that came easy to you? Was it like, you know, a natural next step? Yeah. So I didn't really touch, I, I can touch on kind of how I became a relationship coach, I guess, in yeah, a way it's a little bit long winded, but I'll try to make it short. Nope. <laughs> We've got time. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, I, I got, I, um, I worked in government for about four years, helping um, low socioeconomic um, households and women fleeing domestic abuse. So I went to um, I went to SFU, got my degree in social uh, social services, and then right after high school, I just kind of dropped right at not high school, rather university. I dropped right into that, and I was in my early twenties, and I ca I came from like a you know a middle middle upper class upbringing, so working mm -hmm. for the government in that ministry was a kind of like a really big eye opener for me. I was like, wow. Mm. So I felt a lot of passion helping women in those circumstances. Um, the thing is with government, you can only do so much, right? You can only go so far and do so much. So at that time I decided that I wanted to, you know, create a business where I could help females on, um, on my own. During that time, I also worked in, in film. I, I do have acting experience and I did some modeling and so forth. Um, and I felt the pressures from that industry based on like the way you look, being judged on your appearance, mm -hmm. all of that. I just really wanted to empower women. So I went to, um, I went to um, Rose, uh, Wellness College, got my certificate in life coaching and created my own, um, wanted to create my own business helping women in relationships. And ironically, around the same time that I became certified and was launching my business initially, I became single myself after a four-year relationship. So it was a really challenging time um, in my life. And for me, it was a really hard breakup. So I wasn't, you know, I knew the right thing at that time was to just put the business on hold. Mm. So I put the business on hold and I did other forms of employment. I worked corporate uh, for about two years and within the last eight months, I've then relaunched the business. And throughout that journey of going through the relationship breakup and reentering the dating world, um, the last time I was single was like when I was 25 or something. Mm -hmm. So, you know, navigating that from back then to now, I really found a passion in wanting to help women and men dating and in relationships. So mm -hmm. I shifted the focus of my business, not just to women, you know, in relationships or fleeing trauma, but basically to helping them find love. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. I mean, I, I think a lot of people, when they follow their passion, it's usually because they have that personal experience that really lights that flame. I know it mm -hmm. did for myself when it came to the health world. It was an experience I'd had with an aunt who was really sick, but um, that sparked it for me. So that's incredible to hear. And wow, you, like, you have such a vast background, like to have worked with women, like you said, who have been in abusive situations, like that's incredibly eye-opening. And I can understand working for a system that it mm -hmm. is difficult to not be able to help in the way that you would want to help. And Mm -hmm. Um, I understand that TV and film world. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm glad I kind of dabbled a little bit in it. And I'm, I, I remember thinking I'm so grateful. It's so it's later in my life because I, none of this, that kind of stuff bothered me, but had it mm -hmm. been like 10, 15 years earlier, I probably would have been a mess. <laughs> and 
tough world. Yeah, it's it's a really challenging world. It's you got to have you know thick skin. Um, my dad works in film, so mm-hmm. I kind of grew up in the industry per se. Um, but when I started really in my you know early twenties, mid twenties, getting into it, going for the auditions, auditions, auditions all the time, and all the rejection, or you're mm-hmm. judged on your appearance. She's too skinny. She's too thick. She's too. She looks too Asian. She looks too white. Whatever it yeah. was, you got to really have the thick skin for it. So. I'm happy I experienced it when I did as well. And I made a shift out of it. Um, But it's a very interesting, interesting industry for sure. Yeah, it's uh, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm grateful for it. And I was grateful to kind of move along. Um, So I know like it was based on your experience, but was there a moment where you were like, okay, it's time to take this leap. It's time to really like launch this and get going because the world needs your gifts out there. And I'm so grateful to you that you are putting them out there for people because so many people hold that in. So Mm -hmm. what was kind of like your aha moment of like, okay, like I'm ready and I need to get this out and really help Mm -hmm. people. Well, I think for me, the time when I wanted to originally launch it back in my late twenties, um, that was like the time because I felt like my purpose in life, I didn't want to be posing in front of, you know, cameras. I used to, I, I've done fitness modeling, um, some swimmer modeling. I just didn't want to do that anymore. I was sick of being judged like that. So I wanted to make that leap and have more purpose and use, you know, my, my life experiences, like brain power to really help people. It just, the timing wasn't right. So I felt like it was time, but the timing was off. So mm-hmm. I went through that breakup. So it wasn't, it wasn't the right, the timing was off, but more recently within the last uh, eight months, I've, you know, obviously overcame all of that and felt that, you know what, I can't do this corporate job anymore because it just doesn't resonate with me. It's, mm. It doesn't, it's not, it's not my purpose in life. I'm not passionate about it. I don't wake up every day and be like, Ooh, let's do this. Like, and it, I just didn't feel it anymore. So I'm like, it's time to really relaunch this and, and do what you love to do. And, and life's short, just, just go for it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I so have goosebumps with you just saying that because I know there's so many of our listeners are listening to that and, you know, regardless of kind of like what their ideas, what their businesses, what their gifts are, like those words, will resonate because they have that idea of like, you know, I need to do this. I need to put this out there, but yet they keep putting it off. And it's funny. You mm-hmm. you mentioned like one of the, one of the patterns people fall into in relationships. I was like, Oh, this applies to life. Isn't it? Was that procrastination? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so easy for people to procrastinate. And I don't know, for me, I think when we're procrastinating, we need to think, are we thinking of ourselves mm-hmm. too much rather than who we can help and who we can serve? That's so true. Yeah. When you think outside of yourself, that's when things can really come into perspective more. Yeah. Talking about like um, thinking outside of ourselves, you are incredible on video. You're such a natural. You're really good. And now we know like you have some back, like some acting experience and that kind of thing. And so I'm sure that helps and knowing like the great lighting and all that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. And you're so well-spoken, but I'm sure, you know, you didn't start off that way. Like, Mm-hmm. pre being an actress, you had to learn a lot of that. What do you say, first of all, how important do you think video is if you're going to be launching an online business? And then second, how, what do you do if you just feel like you're terrible at it? <laughs> <laughs> so I think having video uh, launch your online business is so important because it introduces you and it introduces you like right away. They get to know, you know, what your personality is like, what you look like, you know, how you speak, you know, it get, they get to know you and they get to, it introduces you to them before you actually introduce yourself to them. We live in a society in an age where people's attention spans are really limited. You know, watching a 20 second TikTok video, people are like, Oh, I can't watch this. It's not 10 seconds. You know what I mean? So like so having, having that, like, 
video, it allows them to get interested and get to know you first. Mm-hmm. Um, tips I would say for getting comfortable in front of film or in front of the camera rather. I mean, I, I do have a background in acting, so it, I am a little bit more comfortable in front of the camera and saying that anybody can do it. Any single person can do it. Yeah, Anyone can do it. It doesn't matter where you come from. Uh, one tip I would say is to get in front, uh, com- comfortable in front of the camera is doing like one video a day. And I don't mean like going, you know, doing like a lighting, beautiful video. Like say you're selling, say you're a hairdresser, you're doing like a YouTube tutorial, just talk to your phone and be like, Hey, this is my hairstyle today. Like whatever, just make it up and just get comfortable. Do it for two minutes, film it, record it and watch it because you learn the most when you watch yourself on camera and look at the playbacks. So just get comfortable talking in front of the camera. That's probably the first one. Number two, I'd probably say is prepare yourself. So for me, I, even when I relaunched this business, I was rusty. I didn't really go in front of the camera for almost two years. Um, so I found myself like stumbling my words and, and not mm-hmm. feeling that confident. So I would write out scripts and then I would make myself practice them at least three times a day and for a week before I filmed. And it doesn't have to be like, you know, a presentation style that you're practicing. You can be doing it in the shower. You can do it while you're doing your makeup. You can, you can be in the car. Like I, I'm one of those people that I'm talking to myself in the, in the car and people think yeah. it's a conversation, but I'm actually <laughs> talking to myself like a weirdo. <laughs> Same in my condo. I live with myself. So I'm like talking all the time. My dog's probably like, wow, what is going on? But I'm full on having conversations about myself. I'm just practicing it. It, re- it really helps. It does. Um, another exercise, if you're trying to get, you know, really clear with like your words is in acting it's an exercise you do with just saying the word over and over and over again. So for me, this might sound a little bit embarrassing, but when I started launching my business again and doing my videos, I had a, I had trouble saying I'm Shanna Chow dating and relationship coach. Like I, I couldn't say it for whatever reason. It just did not come out easy. Maybe it's just because I wasn't used to saying it. So an exercise I did was you look in the mirror for 20 seconds, uh, for, uh, sorry, like 10 minutes or whatever it is. And you say the same word over and over and over right. again until you get it right. So exercises like that, it's all about repetition, um, and, and just practice. Um, and I think the last one I would say would be lighting and angles mm. because men too, but more so as women, we want to look you know, our best selves for the most part on camera. I don't think I ever heard a woman be like, Oh, maybe you make me look heavier on camera, please. Like <laughs> no, no one ever says that. It's always like, let me like, what are the best angles that I can look good at? Right. So it's about finding that angle in, you know, wherever you're filming from, if it's, you know, in your, in your house or your condo, wherever it is, just finding a good angle with lighting, natural light, and just having that be in your film place. That's your, that's where you're going to film from. That's where all the videos are going to take place. That way you're not going to feel discouraged just trying to come up with like, you know, the best lighting, the best angles. You just already have it set up. Um, yeah. And also high up. So high, uh, angles that are high up angled down will make you look more flattering. Any angle that is, you know, above your eye line is is not going to be as flattering. Yeah. So those, those are some tips. Yeah. Those are like, those are golden, like pay for, pay for them (laughs) tips. Like that's really huge. I know, um, it took me, I kind of just learned a lot of this trial and error because I'm one of those people who just, I know if I know something's going to work, I'm just going to figure it out and do it. But not everyone is like that and that's okay. But I know like when I first discovered that, Oh, if I have the light behind my phone, it like takes away all my flaws and I feel more confident <laughs> when I'm talking, right? Like it's not just, it's not really about how we look to the other people. It's about how 
It just we makes feel. us feel as well. Yes. So like yes. such a simple thing, discovery changed everything. It's like, mm-hmm. now I know that little trick. <laughs> For sure. I mean, like thinking back to like, uh, like modeling days, like having, you can have your hair done, your makeup done. Perfect. You can be wearing the hottest outfit, but if that lighting is not on point, nothing yeah. works, nothing works, yes. you know? So lighting. <laughs> right. And you don't even need to go out and invest. I mean, I think it's good to invest in time. Like I have like mm-hmm. a simple ring light that I use at times, but mostly it's just like, if you can get good natural light, it's yes. dynamite. It doesn't, it's not all about like the equipment and like this and that it like natural light does wonders. I basically only use natural light for the most yeah. part. Amazing. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I just wanted to share, like, uh, I've helped quite a few people just get started on video because they just wouldn't start like they just wouldn't, and they're like, how do you do it? I'm like, I, I just press record. Like, like, like there's no, I think you've got to, people have to accept there's no way around that part. Like mm-hmm. you're going to do, you've got to hit record. And I'm remember my, the bullet. yeah, I remember my first YouTube video and usually this will help people get going. Cause they're like, Oh, you didn't love it at first. I remember I hit record. This was like 2006, 2007, like ancient. Mm-hmm. And, um, I hit record, hit record. No, I hit publish. And then I run into my room and I literally like hid under the covers for like, <laughs> it was probably like half an hour. And I was just like mortified. I was like, I can't believe I just published a video on the internet and like, <laughs> just like freaking out so nervous of who was going to see it. And, um, I just remember thinking like, oh, it wasn't thousands of people that saw it right away anyway. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's not like you're going to have this huge, massive audience. Yeah. If you do, that's golden. <laughs> yeah, it's what we put in our heads. We're like, oh my gosh, it's this, it's that. But it's really not. It's just about taking off the Band-Aid and biting the bullet and just going totally. for it, right? Totally. Yeah. And you can only get better by going through the rough patches. Like there's no way to improve unless you just get started. Exactly, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thanks for that advice. That's really good. And I love the angle, the angle advice. (laughs) Up to down is a big one. (laughs) Um, Okay. What advice would you give, especially to women? Like, obviously we have some guys that out there that listen to, but like, you know, as a woman, what advice would you give to women building their businesses online? I would say advice to give do women that want to or haven't done it yet is just go out and do it. Do it yesterday. You know what I mean? Like think about what's going on in the world right now. Um, there's a lot of unknown. Mm. A lot of people are turning to online businesses, right? And are hope and making everything online. So go out and do it. Go out and do it. If you feel it in your in your gut and your soul that you want to have a message to give the world, you have something to share with the world, you want to help people, you want to serve people, the world always needs that. So go out and do it. Yeah. Um I would also say with online is just get really uncomfortable with being uncomfortable Mm. because you know, there's a lot of uncertainty. A lot of things aren't going to work. You're going to put a lot of things out there. You might not get the feedback that you wanted, or you might not get any feedback, like really good attention tool for it. There's things that, you know, will get attention. You'll be like, Oh, I didn't think that. So it's a lot about a hit or miss. Um, uh, Talk just a little bit about that. How do you deal with it? Like say, you know, you put this effort in, like you're feeling so good about what you put out there and then it's like crickets. Like what, what then, how do you deal with that side of things? So I'd be lying to say that if it didn't like kind of hurt a bit (laughs) because you're like, wow, I I put a lot of effort in (laughs) time and energy and resources and no one cares. So yeah, yeah, it, it can, it can hurt a bit, but at the same time though, you got to think of your intention. Your intention was to help somebody and maybe it didn't resonate or help somebody, but you got to look at it as a learning 
as you're learning, okay, this didn't work. Why didn't it work? Right. It didn't work because maybe it wasn't that appealing to the audience because you weren't, you know, incorporating, it wasn't worded properly, or you weren't marketing it in a certain way, or you weren't using it on the right, you know, social outlet or whatever. Right. Right. So it's, it's a, everything that doesn't work is a lesson. Right. Everything that does work is a lesson, right? Yeah. And I think sometimes too, like you might put out content today and it doesn't resonate with people in like in a week's time, all of a sudden people start watching that video and you're like, what's Mm -hmm. going on? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Patience too is a bit of a virtue when it comes to the online world. Yeah. You never know. Amazing. Um, Shana, how can people get a hold of you? Like, I know your website has got such incredible things on there. Like where should they start? And then how can they get in touch with you when it comes to the dating and relationship coaching? Of course. So, uh, my website, my main website is Shana Chow. So my first and last name.com. Um, I also have Instagram. So my dating and relationship Instagram account is Shanna underscore Chow. I'm also a writer and have um, two books published and my writing account is Shanna M. Chow. <laughs> and I have a YouTube channel as well. So it's Shanna Chow. So on my website, there's links to booking um, a free clarity call with me. There's also links to um, my email, I believe, and all my, all my social media. Awesome. Let's talk about your clarity call. What does that look like for someone? So it's 30 minutes and basically we jump on a Zoom call and we just talk about where they're at in their dating relationship lives, um, what they want, what the conflicts that they're facing. And we just go from there. And if we're a good fit and they want to work further together, we, you know, see what package basically suits them best. And if not, and if we've actually discovered what they needed in the clarity call, then great. I'm happy I helped you and I'm happy you got what you wanted. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. Like that's huge value for someone to be able to just hop on a call with you for half an hour of your time. That's, yeah. that's so cool. Um, so I always have two questions that I ask okay. people, but before I ask you those questions, is there anything else that you, you know, want to put out there or anything that I haven't asked you that you want to share? Um, I just want to like, I just, I just want women to always know that they're always whole on their own. Mm. And that's a message that I really like to put out to women. I really like to empower women that, you know, whatever relationship conflict you're facing right now, there's always light at the end of the tunnel and whatever dating relationship or dating issue, or the fact that you might going to be single forever or, or this and that there is always light at the end of the tunnel. And that's the message I always want to give to women and to empower them and to make sure that they know that they're whole single or in a relationship. Love that. Powerful. That's so powerful for all of us. Okay. These are the questions I ask everyone. They're my favorite. I love it. (laughs) So what is something that you have heard or read that changed everything for you? Okay. So I thought about this question and, um, so I've read a lot of self-help books and motivation books, relationship books, um, a lot of textbooks and studies at, at, um, Simon Fraser university and things like that. But I actually think one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was from my dad. Yeah. And uh, my dad's a 71-year-old Chinese man who probably has a knowledge of somebody who's been around for 200 years. I don't know where it came from, but he's a very smart man. Love him to death. And um, it was when I was going through, you know, that that hard part, that rough patch in my life that um, it was a really dark time in my life when I was trying to initially start my business. Mm-hmm. And I was at my mom's art show and I was obviously not, you know, myself, I was, you know, not, not that happy, not content going through a really hard time. And my dad pulled me aside and he said to me, Shanna, right now you're in the middle of a black cloud. 
there's black smoke all around you and you're standing in the very middle of it. And you don't know you're in the middle of that cloud because you've been so used to it for years. Mm -hmm. So you wake up in the morning and you drink your morning coffee and there's smoke in it. And you, you know, you eat your breakfast and there's soot in it. You breathe in the air every single day and it's black smoke going into your mm -hmm. lungs, but you have no idea because you're in the middle of it. And all of us are outside of it looking in at you. Mm -hmm. And one day you're going to be outside of that cloud and you're going to look back on it and be like, I cannot believe I was actually in that black cloud of smoke. Mm. So whenever I, you know, feel down or I think of like, you know, maybe my business isn't going as far as I want it to at this stage, I think of that black cloud of smoke. And obviously it didn't, there's no actual black cloud of smoke, yeah. but like in my head, I think of it, right? I think of this cloud full of, you know, soot and, and, and just, terrible things and lightning and just like a big storm cloud. And I think of it and I'm like, I'm not in that cloud. My clients don't have to be in that cloud. Mm. You can always look back on that cloud. Mm -hmm. So that's a piece of motivation. That's, I don't know why it just has really stuck with me. That's powerful. Oh my gosh. Your dad is wise. <laughs> I couldn't help but think like how much that applies right now, like to people that are feeling kind of, you know, everyone's feeling different during these times and experiences are different, but like, a lot of people do feel like that cloud is there and maybe they feel like it's there forever, but it's not. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's not. <laughs> oh, I love your dad. That's amazing. Thank you. Okay. Last question. What does living life by design mean to you? Living life by design means having a passion filled plan. Mm -hmm. So, you know, anything in life, if you're not prepared and you're not following a plan, it's usually doesn't really work out for the most part. You know, I mean, obviously there's a one-off, you can win the lottery or this can happen, yeah. things can happen by coincidence. But if you don't have a plan that you're not really, you know, it's not by design, it's not, you know, it's not something that you're like pre-planning it with, led with your passion, right? So having the two together um, really allows you to see what your future is going to look like to, you know, get those goals in your relationship and your business, whatever it is. Um, it's about having plans and sticking by them. Love that. And I love how you, how you touch on having it passion filled. Mm -hmm. I remember thinking once, do I really want to win the lottery? And I was like, <laughs> I actually don't think I would because I feel like it would take my kind of drive away from what I really want to create. Like I was right? worried it would yeah. be lazy, but then maybe the opposite is true. Maybe it would take the pressure off and you would actually focus only on what you're passionate about. You never know. We should just all win the lottery to find out. <laughs> yeah, let's find that out. Be awesome. <laughs> and this has been like so much fun. I've learned- yes so much from you and I'm really looking forward to just like continuing to watch and learn from you and the content that you put out there and thank you I really like you know ask anyone that's listening if this is spoken to you like reach out and do that call with Shana it's it's so worth it and of so much value at whatever kind of stage in life you're in I think to have someone that's willing to work with you and and listen to you and guide you is so powerful and it can help us through things a lot faster. Sometimes we just take the slow, slow <laughs> photo and really it could, you know, one little comment or insight from someone can really unlock a lot for us. For sure. Yeah. Thank Wait. you so much for having me. Yeah. Thanks for your time. See you again soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. I know time is precious and I'm grateful you shared yours with me. It would mean the world to me if you felt an impact, a moment of inspiration, or learned something new. 
if you would share it with those you care about and leave me a review on iTunes. I'd love to know what spoke to you or what you'd like to hear more of. Your sharing and leaving a review would help so much on this journey to making an impact on as many people as possible. It's worth it. I know from experience, there are moments when something we hear has the possibility of changing everything.